he can he can go jump off one of those cliffs. I I am gonna I'll, be a Paul apologist a, apologist right now. Tell me. Nerd on. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Nerd on the Podcast. You didn't need, but you deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome. And today we got a really special, uh, cool episode. I, I feel like we keep saying special episode and all of them are special. So it's like, we got another special. We got another special. It's like, okay, all of them are just, they're just episodes. Um, enough of the, about that. Uh, you might be only hearing one voice, which is true, because it's me, Tom. Um, one of your hosts, of the only host to technically tonight for the Nerd On feed, but we'll be joined by another host from another podcast, um, because today we're going to be talking about Raised by Wolves, and um, I want to talk a little bit about this, because I don't normally get a chance to just go off the, cat, you know, off the deep end, no cap, you know what I'm saying, um, about something I, I love, and um, Raised by Wolves is a show on HBO Max, which you'll hear so much about in the episode. Um and it hit right kind of in the middle of the quarantine. And so it was kind of like my saving grace. And it really held me together of like something to look forward to amongst all the bleakness and the the terrible news that you would be reading and seeing uh, every day. And uh, it's a sci-fi. It's a hard sci-fi, which I don't think we've done quite enough of. There's definitely some handful of good things we've done on the show. But this one just tickled me in such a way, which... Made my pants so tight. But before we get too far into it, let's uh, talk about our wonderful uh, sponsors, partners of the show. Um, this episode is proudly partnered and brought to you by uh, the wonderful people of the Nerd on Nation, powered by Patreon. Now, if you are brand new to what Patreon is or podcast and all that stuff, so you know there there are multiple ways where you can support your your creators, which is to to rate and to subscribe and to share the stuff. But if you want to try to put a little bit of uh, uh, some dough in the pockets to make sure that we can grow up and be the best podcast we can be with like better uh, technologies or allowing us to do more episodes, um, Patreon is a, like a one-stop, you know, here it is. It goes straight to the creators. Um, there are different tiers, $1, $3, and or $5 and $8 tier. And um, the wonderful thing about it that you get with uh, being part of the Nerd on Nation is you get a specific uh channel specific channels on the discord which we have open to everyone but these specific ones are directly related to our shows and you get featured onto our shows when you be part of the guest that grump segment our nerd on update asking us questions you get pushed in the front of the line with a nerd on nudge uh but you also get to listen to episodes that have never been heard so if you want us to hear about like what we thought about the coronavirus, you know, situation. If you wanted to hear like what new projects that we're working on outside of Nerd On, if you wanted to hear about like updates that were going on within the podcast of like graphical uh, updates or new merchandise, like we do podcast episodes that aren't typically about like you know a Marvel movie or a DC movie or you know the next thing on Netflix. Um, it's really a good time for all of us, and it's t- and it's a chance for you guys to listen to us talk about something that's not particularly. Uh, something that you read on, you know, Hollywood Deadline and Variety and all that stuff. So um, another uh, proud partner of uh, the podcast is Apogee and Odyssey. Apogee is what I'm recording this podcast with uh, on this microphone. It's a wonderful, compact hype mic, which gets you uh, a good case 
uh, a little tripod. It's wonderful. It's great for, as you as you can hear, podcasting. It's great for uh, recording video essays if you're into that. It's really great for gaming if you need to play with some friends. I know a lot of good Twitch streamers that use this. If you're a voice actor and you want to kind of up your game, just have some better um, compression when you're sending out those uh, self-tapes, this mic is dope. I really recommend it. The people at Apogee have treated us so well. Um, we did our live show there. It was our first ever live show. I really highly recommend everyone just checking out uh, Apogee. Their uh, their mics are awesome. And they're they're great for everyone at any level. Um, if you're just starting out, if you're a big professional, you already have a podcast of your own, you know, welcome, because I know a good lot, good lot of podcast uh, creators actually listen to the show, which is really, really cool. Um, and also uh, Odyssey, which are the headphones. Um, if you are not watching us on YouTube, then you could see that I'm wearing it. Uh, you would be able to see that I'm wearing it. Um, these are open, uh, open back, open back headphones. I keep thinking of open end, open back headphones. Uh, these are LCD ones. Um, and uh, they got also another great carrying case with it. Um, which makes it easy to carry around, but also really comfortable. I, I, I talk a lot of jokes, and we do the, if your ears were mouths, it would taste like butter. But I really do want to hearken back to uh, our boy Ali, um, because we actually looked for headphones for a very long time. And we were trying to find which ones would fit really well, which would have the good audio quality for us to be able to do the show. But, you know, he, he li literally was like, these don't feel comfortable. They hurt my head. You know, so we went through different headphones and these were the ones, these Apogee or these uh, Odyssey headphones were the one that we went with. And uh, I can't recommend them enough. I mean, I use them every day when I'm talking to my friends on Discord, when I'm on FaceTime with my with my parents. Everyone always makes fun of me like, Tom, you got the whole podcast set up at the house. I'm like, because <laughs> I have to. Um, but it doesn't mean that my experience talking to people and also hearing them and connecting with people isn't uh, the best that it could be. Um but yeah, so I really kind of already introduced what we're talking about um, with it. So we got Josh uh, from What's Up Fandom podcast. Uh, we already did a couple episodes with him before, and uh, he's a really good, great guy. And uh, you'll hear how this episode came to be uh, later on. But uh, until then, everyone, uh, I mean, you'll hear it in just moments from now. But uh, enjoy. And uh, yeah, welcome to Josh from What's Up Fandom. And we're talking about Raised by Wolves. Uh, so, dude, Tom, uh, it's been a hot minute. Uh, I think the last thing that we did was, I think Jason and I talked movie or like making movies and shows and stuff. I we think talked about our five favorite did. films or some of that. I just remember, oh, look, we all know the, the best moment was Shanghai Moon. Shanghai Moon, Sh yes. Yeah, so, uh, it's, yeah, that was just... I don't know. I think my K-drama was pretty up there, but, I mean, Shanghai Moon is definitely... Like it, it of the movies, it was definitely Shanghai Moon. Yes, uh, but the K drama, we can't. We have to give love to the K drama. But um, I'm really excited to be on the show or doing this episode uh, because uh, you know, even during all the shutdown and everything like that, there every once in a while is a magical star that comes across the sky and says, "Do you want to do this episode too?" And, then, and that was you, <laughs> and uh, you know, it came across with with Twitter, and I, you know. You know, the marquee topic is Raised by Wolves, and I was just over the moon about it. And I was just kind of screaming into the void, like how none of my friends, none of my co-hosts of Nerd On uh, want to do this episode. And you said, let's do an episode. And I said, oh, a savior, someone, an answer to the void. It's, it's, it's really one of those weird ones, because it's like, 
when I ask people, like, hey, have you watched Raised by Wolves? It's either it's either one of two things. Like, no, I don't have HBO Max. And I'm like, just do it. Just Like, I have HBO Go, but I don't have HBO Max. And I'm like, how? Get rid of one, get yeah. the other. It's like, it's like, oh, but I, but I have a, uh, they have like a Roku or something or something that doesn't have HBO Max, and I'm like, browser, yeah, web browser, it's like, phone. Do you, do you have a phone? Yeah, phone. And yeah, it's it's really sad because I'm just like, watch this stupid show because it's really good, and nobody watches it, and I'm just like, oh. it's like Utopia. I have not started watching Utopia though. It's, I, a, I heard great it's a film. Things. I mean, it, it's it's a series. Yes, is what it is. I heard I heard good things about it. Uh, who did I? T- I, t- I, ha- I had someone on the show. I don't remember who, and we talked very very briefly about uh, Utopia, and that was the only thing that I've been able to do on this show. Like maybe like three minutes worth of Utopia. And that was it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> bye, Utopia is great. So I'm assuming it's it's one that I need to catch up on. I I enjoyed it, yes. I think okay. John Cusack is amazing in it. Uh, and then there are other people there. Okay. Well, so, uh, I mean, compared to the topic we're talking about today, compared to Raised by Wolves, where are we at? Where, so oh, far? well, like, Raised by Wolves is, like, way up here. Okay, okay, okay. And that was the thing, though. So, so just like Josh said, if you don't have HBO Max, this is the reason to get HBO Max. Like, yes. send a check, HBO, Time Warner, Warner Media. Send the check. Uh, because, no, I, I I, was talking to a bunch of my friends, and the only one person who I've been able to, like, physically see because of work, uh, I got him to watch uh, HBO, uh, watch uh, Raised by Wolves. And then it became, it was wonderful because in this time, it's hard to, like, everyone's binging. There's a lot of shows dropping. But this was, they dropped three episodes. They dropped two and another two. And then mm-hmm. we were able to have the water cooler conversation of, like, and then this happened. And, you know, so it was like, what do you think about that? And it was it was enjoyable just in, I think, also, this is, like, the first, I think, really hard, hard sci-fi show for 2020. Yeah. I think. Uh, did, I think did Brave ex- New World. Did the Expanse come out this year? Was that last year? I think that was last. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And that season was a little bit more different Mm -hmm. because that was just full Amazon this time instead of being that sci-fi Amazon hybrid. Yeah. Which I I enjoyed. But, yeah, this was like new sci-fi. It was a sci-fi that we've not had before. I mean, we've had three seasons of The Expanse. Um, We've had you know, Discovery and stuff like that. So we've got, you know, the Star Treks and everything in Picard. Um, But yeah, this one was just different. Like, it hit different. Yeah. And I I think for sure, like, when I saw the trailer for it, it said, directed by Ridley Scott. And I was like, oh, a show. And then it said, completely original uh, concept. And I was like, I need this. Like, I was getting a little tired out of the IP game with Legendary and everyone else just like grabbing like, oh, this has been a comic book or a book or a reboot or a show yeah. before. And then the fact of like, this is all brand new. I was like, oh my God. But then there was always, you know, watching any type of Ridley Scott show or movie, you're kind of like, all right, when are you going to connect it back to Aliens? When are you going to connect it back to Aliens? And so there's a little bit of that writing inside. But then just seeing the trailer and then seeing Mother and what she does, mm-hmm. I-, I was just like, ooh. I'm going to need a couple pair of pants because... Definitely. 
Um, real quick before before we really go any further, because we're gonna do non spoilery right now. Okay, and then we're right. gonna go and like into some spoiler fun. I like that. Um, okay. So for the non spoilers, who was your favorite character on the show? Non spoiler, um, yeah. father. Right, father's the best character. Father, in the entire show. We, we were ever the to, the other person I was watching with. We were like, father needs to be protected at all times. He mm-hmm. needs to be preserved, and we nothing could happen to him. And anytime there's a moment of like. <gasps> You're just like, oh, anyone, anyone but him, please. Right. So, oh man, like, and then that final episode, I was oh. like, I was like, oh, and that, yeah, oof. yeah. There, there's, without being spoiler, there is, it, it has conversations of artificial intelligence. And it, it just, and what, what, you know, true I mean, sci fi. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. What true sci fi, I think, I feel like it attempts to do is create conversations around human condition and our experiences via the genre so like could we live in another planet and do is artificial intelligence really a viable thing and you know is is finding life on other planets or what is uh, the purpose of language like an arrival you know like you know if we live our lives and make bad decisions are we still truly living our lives in its fullest you know knowing the outcome of everything so those are those kind of things i i just loved that show yeah, and we only get, I mean, we got 10 episodes, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Um, I did, uh, my last episode, I had forgot that I had only watched uh, one of the two episodes. So, like, Ooh. I got three episodes for my last, and I was like, yay! <laughs> I was really <laughs> excited. Um, so, there was a good, nice little, like, two and a half hour little marathon for me. It was like basically watching one nice big movie, and I really liked that. Um, but no, yeah, like, Father... I definitely my favorite of the characters uh, whenever he was on screen like and because it I guess really not spoiler because it's in all of the you know marketing materials yeah, for it I've so it's on like, the Twitter yeah yeah like well I mean uh, IMDB I love IMDB synopsis of the series uh, androids are tasked with raising human children on a mysterious planet while not wrong there's a lot not there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even it's, hbo max is too is it's very like from executive producer ridley scott raised by wolf centers on two androids tasked with raising human children on a mysterious virgin planet as the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and dangerous task um i don't know why it went it turned i love there. that read <laughs> it's like it's like bum 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 and then Coming soon to ABC Family, you know. Um, I would love an ABC Family version of ABC <laughs> Just a multicam sitcom with the couch in the middle. They're always looking at the TV at the end of the episode. I, yeah, I'd be mm-hmm. it. It'd um, be kind of like a Married with Children. Yes. Like when uh, when Marcus and Sue come over, they would like come in. <laughs> and then just clapping. And then it's like, Da-da. and then it always has a, a push in. Yeah. Um, but I will say the hard second is it's hard not to be mother. Like, yeah, I I absolutely loved mother, and I didn't expect me to have such a visceral like, uh, I guess compassion for the character. Um, and uh, you know, uh, father and mother play these two parts of you know family dynamics, and it's the version about it, and a little bit of a modern conversation about you know who is more capable and the, and the placement that you have within the family. 
that it, it's it's great, but for obviously reasons, it's like father has so so much more humanity that we see from the get that we mm-hmm. you know audiences just enjoy that I I loved. I mean, any any cool android that wants to tell you like stupid dad jokes is like the best. And and then I think my third favorite character um, is going to come out of left field. May have been Mouse. Oh, okay. I loved Mouse. I mean, is this? I, I there, there's a lot. Like, there's a little spoilery thing. I was like, I have to ask, what kind of Mouse? Oh, mm. I like OG Mouse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And this and, is know, hard, by the way. This is hard. Not. It's spoiler. very hard. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> if if you were to, I hey, sure. If you're going like we're we'll give it a report card rank. Where would you put Raised by Wolves? Like, what oh would you report card it? A, a solid A. Like, um, I've been I've been kind of talking about like how the streaming services are coming out, right? And so the streaming wars began in you know middle to late 2019. Um, Disney Plus came in swinging with Mandalorian. And you know Apple TV, and then nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and so and Apple TV came out with like uh, the morning show and uh, uh, the space show that I forget that my friend worked on, but it looks great. But in in Amazon, you know, had been coming out it's like, hey, we just drop it. We're not really trying to fight because we don't need to. We make our billions elsewhere. Um, and uh, HBO was everyone's kind of like, I don't know. And same thing with Netflix. But I felt like HBO kind of really kicked up the like the speed with just like the original content, like Watchmen came out and then, you know, raised by wolves was announced and then Lovecraft country. Yeah. And so it's just like, I feel like it just keeps hitting and hitting and hitting. And, you know, you could chuck all of them into a crowd and someone's going to catch one of them and love it where, you know, the Disney model is a little bit more of like, everyone has to love Mandalorian or it won't be successful. Yeah. Where like HBO max is like, Toss five shows and then we'll get the majority. So it's it's, it's very interesting to see that. And I, but I feel like in 2020, my favorite show this year is probably Raised by Wolves. Like in 2019, it was Watchmen, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Know, I would. I'm right there with you. I mean, Mandalorian is going to have to be damn damn good mm-hmm. in order for it to even come close to Raised by Wolves. Um, same thing with, uh, like Star Trek too. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm in this discovery kick right now. So I'm like binging all of it. Well, trying to, I've, I made the mistake of watching it with, uh, one of my friends and she's slow. So (laughs) I'm just, so we're like stuck on this like episode and I'm like, can we go? Can we continue? So, oh, not tonight. I'm like, Great. And I see the thing with, you know, just for our listeners, so it's not like we're comparing, you know, apples and oranges, but the thing is like the show's greatness or the level of grade that we arbitrarily give these shows, like Mandalorian, you know, being part of the Star Wars proper, uh, the real, I think, challenge for me uh, that I look forward to of like, if it's going to be a great show is like, how well does it live within the Star Wars fantasy lore that it's established or lives in? Mm-hmm. And then like, I guess something with Star Trek Discovery is like, how well are the characters going to develop? And by the end of the season, are they going to kind of feel like they progressed in such a way where Raised by Wolves was kind of like, it's the first season. And in the same way, like Ex Machina, where it just controls the level of information you get, but allowing you to feel like it's a mystery with characters that know more than you, but also don't know as much as you. And you're learning more about, you know, the, the religious aspects of it, the planet, history, all these things. And you're just asking yourself questions of like, what if we were in those situations, but also 
the 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 you know nuclear drama of like okay what's happening to these characters and how are they going to evolve from this point to another point um yeah so that's 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 Wolf was just exceeded so many expectations and i was just like i was never really upset with like oh it gave me more questions and answers see that that was what i liked about it like because like when it did give you a question it wasn't that long before you got a relative answer to it yeah and that's what i i thoroughly enjoyed like there are some shows where it's like you'll get like a question in like episode two that you won't hear from the rest of the time and you'll just be like well what happened to that how did that happen or maybe that's a season two thing but like yeah like raised by wolves is really good about like we're going to you know answer these along the way and it's definitely a series that didn't feel rushed either yeah that's why i'm giving i'm also going to give it like a, a very strong a uh <laughs> not an a plus because i mean always room for improvement exactly not an a minus exactly. um but yeah it was it was just really good like the acting superb oh my and, like everybody in that show like there are there are children in this show there are uh you know adults in this show and throughout i was thoroughly impressed with everybody um i want that cool bubble igloo thing like i want to <laughs> live in that like that's what i want to live in i think that would be really fun um so from here on out we're gonna go spoiler heavy oh thank goodness thank, uh, thank soul thank thanks soul. soul praise be to soul <laughs> praise um be soul. we're gonna talk uh spoilers now so if you haven't watched it why just go <laughs> just get your hbo subscription i'll put a link to raised by wolves in the show notes where you can get an HBO subscription. Like, I think, don't you get like, like seven free days or something like that? Yeah, trial period. But also I, I feel like when HBO max was launching, HBO was like, okay, if you got, you know, HBO go or HBO now, just, you know, go on now. And then we'll just give you the you know first year. Yeah. You just like roll it into it. And, and then like, you start paying the higher premium, whatever it was going to be after the year. I was like, easy. Yeah. Easy. I, I don't know about you, but, like, when I bought it, I ended up getting, like, some, like, like it was, like, a 13-month deal or something yeah. mm-hmm. where it was only, like, 60 bucks for 13 months. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. That's ridiculously cheap. Purchase. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think I was already kind of, uh, you know, stepping aside from Raised by Wolves for a second. I was a little intrigued by uh, Anna Kendrick's show, Love Life, because, like, mm-hmm. one, she had a show on quibi or she had another show on amazon i was like how many shows is she in because she also had like a movie with like i think was it bill Hader on disney plus and it was like she was santa oh claus yeah kid. she was like no. santa claus or something yeah and i was like she did so much streaming work my goodness but i was just like all right let's see how this goes and i enjoyed that quite as well as much so unfortunately i don't think that quibi show is going to get a second season Ugh. much like quibi i don't think yeah. it's gonna get a second Th- year that's actually quite interesting to think about too just because like where did the properties go? Because they had Reno 911. They had like big title things. And I was like, um, somebody's maybe. got Reno 911 now. I think it's HBO Max. <sighs> I think they I think they gobbled it up. Well, I mean, because HBO Max has Comedy Central. So I felt Yeah, like maybe they just like it just reverted back to Comedy back. Central and they just it's ours now. It'll be definitely interesting. But uh yeah, so no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite part of the whole show? Uh, I love the religious <laughs> elements. Yes. Just because like when I first heard that they were talking about Mithraic and I was like, wait a sec, my religions of the world class back in freshman year of high uh, college is coming back to me. I'm nice. like, Mithraic, that's like 
Mithraism. That's a weird Roman cult. Uh, yeah. And I, I just like started going down this thing. And the more t- the more stuff that they were um, showing about Mithraism, and I was like, yeah, that's very very good like the fact like uh when she comes back with the because uh, like there was part of me that was like i wonder if they're going to bring this back to like rome mm-hmm. um and then she was like this is romulus's tooth and i was like yes Yo, perfect i didn't even know that that's deep cut yeah man it's really cool it's and then it, it got me on this this whole i bought a book and i read a book um about after uh, the fact after yeah, after the, the fact, show. yeah, uh, about the Mithraic mysteries and everything, because it's a, it's a, uh, it's actually Mithras is a Zoroastrian, Zoroastrian, Zor- he's in Zoroastrianism. Uh, he's a Zoroastrian god, um, mm. who's one of he's like one of their principal deities, and uh, he, like, the, the cult. There's not a lot known about them because the only like really none of their like scriptures or anything like survived. The only thing that's pretty much here is like reliefs and sculptures. But the book that I was reading, it was a very up and coming and really popular um, religion in At the time. Uh, yeah, in like the second century in the Roman Empire. And there was there happened to be this other also small religion. Uh, that was rising in the Roman Empire called Christianity at the same time. And they were like budding heads. Um, Like there were parts of uh, Mithraism that was taking like stuff from like the baptisms and everything from Christianity. And then Christianity was taking things from Mithraism and they were just kind of doing this whole little thing. Um, But then- It was original Marvel versus DC. Exactly. And then, you know, (laughs) you have, you know, the fourth century Constantine comes over and is like, hey- uh, the new the new religion of Rome is Christianity, and so it kind of like disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was saying like if Constantine hadn't done that, there is a possibility that Mithraism could be the Christianity of today. And I feel like that's what they do, just because they're they're basically like butting heads this entire time, and then one of them kind of just gets outlawed. So yeah. it's like, oh, well, all the support goes away from this one and this one rises to the top. Whereas if it would have been different and this one would have rise, risen to the top, we would have had Mithraism today. So I think that's what the what they were doing in, in this alternate reality mm-hmm. of Earth and everything. It's like the Mithraic Mysteries actually rises to power instead of Christianity. So the world does come to an end because of everything because it's definitely more of a different religion. Um, like, but they do so many things in this, like the, uh, you know, when they go to the rock, the big, like, pentagon. The dodecahedron like, rock. Yeah, yeah. They go to that. That's actually part of Mithras's origin where he is birthed from a rock. Does like anyone he, stick their hand in that rock? I don't remember, but, <laughs> but he does come out wielding a, uh, like a sword or knife and a torch. So, like, that's how he comes out into the world. Um, And I'm like, that's pretty good. You guys are giving us this whole thing. Maybe this is where somebody is going to come out of this. And Uh, Yeah, and I mean, it's highly resembling of the the creature or other android that's in the other smaller dodecahedron. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that a mother starts having visions of and, you know, also spewing out white liquid and has like a giant mouth gaping thing. So probably birth. So it's like, that's the thing that I really love is that there is such a wonderful kind of like garden variety salad melody going on where like they play, you know, one of my favorite things is kind of a little bit what you said of just the religion aspect because it plays with the atheism aspect and it Mm -hmm. asks these questions of does belief come from absence of religion or do we create belief? And, you know, with Campion number two, Campion the second, um, kind of starting to believe in something that he's never been really taught formally, but just wanting to believe in a higher power, like asking those humanistic questions like I loved. Uh, did you watch or did you listen to the Raised by Wolf podcast? Uh, no, I didn't listen to it. I didn't know that that was a thing because I would always like end it because mm-hmm. – I, I wasn't ever paying attention um, like the like kind of like uh, when they would do like those Game of Thrones podcasts and stuff like that. there. There would be Talking some that dead. I would listen to, but I wouldn't listen to like the official HBO one. I would listen to like Cast of Kings or something like that or like Binge Mode or something. Those, those are yeah. what I would listen to. Um, so like I whenever they were like, listen to like the whatever, I would just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Knowing full well that I'm not going to listen to that one. I'm going to listen to another podcast on it. Um, so I have not listened to that one yet. Like I, the, I knew that it was a thing. I just put it out of my mind. And now that it's done, I feel like I should go back and actually listen to all of those. I, I work in a warehouse and I'm typically by myself. So I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And that was one that like I would listen to after every episode that it would drop. Um, and the cool thing that what you just did was actually like very, you know, that book, obviously you got your money's worth because they brought in someone who knew about really? racism and that was really cool that so i was like yeah yeah that it was like josh everyone listening right now josh, josh is 100 percent right dude <laughs> like, like i like that that's that was my thing like in uh my major was history so i'm mm. like the one of the best parts about history is all of the different religions because that like really creates the history like there's wars that are fought because of religion and that and is a big the, part of yeah, history, history yeah. exactly like Countries rise and fall depending on which religion that they, you know, uh, adhere to. And so, like, when I when I heard that, I was like, oh, boy. So, like, the little Joshies were tingling in my head. And I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. This is going to be good stuff. So, I think, like, maybe, like, episode five is when I actually ordered the book. And oh. then when everything finally finished, I was like, okay, I'm going to read this book now. Is so, episode five when they start seeing um, the flashbacks? Of- yeah, that, I, that's when the flashbacks and everything start oh. happening. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, it was, oh, man. And, like, all the flashback scenes, because usually I'm not a fan of flashback scenes. Uh, I feel it did so well. It did so well. They blend so well with everything. I loved uh, Marcus and Sue at the beginning mm-hmm. until Marcus becomes, like, an ass I mean, he's starting to become religious. Yes. And I'm I'm not hating on religion, everyone out there. Like, you know, your beliefs are... We're going to talk about religion in the context of this show. Yes. Not not current world religions. We're going to talk about religion in... uh, So the only religion that exists in this podcast is (laughs) Mithraism. And then the atheists. And And and, the atheists. The thing I really enjoyed about this was that, like, typically media shows religion as, like, Oh, they're you know almost kind of like like extremist Amish, where like no modern medicine, no science, no blah blah, just belief. Where the Mithraic in this show helped develop the necromancer. They developed the arcs, and they're like you know the atheists don't have this technology. And it's like I I, I ate that up, and I was like this is really cool because this 
I'm I'm not typically very theistic to begin with. And so when I see religion done really well and not shown as pure evil or pure good, but it's shown as like, oh, it's a powerful force, which historically is always very true. Whether it's used for good or bad, it's powerful mm-hmm. and it's and it's compelling and there's no denying uh, its, its uh, presence on earth. And so, or in the planets, wherever it is. And so just like the idea that you know, mother who comes from the Mithraic as this weapon of mass destruction and then turned into this weapon of mass, like, nurturing. You know, like, it's, it's supposed to lead and, and help, you know, raise the the future of the human humankind. And I'm just like, that's such a wonderful subversion of, like, how we imagine what our nuclear bombs do or other weapons of mass destruction that we currently have in our current time in our current time um and turning it into something more humanistic like one of my I mean one of my favorite episodes is definitely the pilot just because oh, yeah. you see everything happen it sells you on all as much as it can and then afterwards I will say there's something that got me really really sad was just not seeing enough mother T-pose flying and just just exploding people I needed a little bit more of that and I'm just like well, you can't have her just be, you know, just easy button all day. Yeah. So. I, I'm what I wanted a little bit more of was uh the way that the religion works in the ship. Like I wanted mm. to see more of the ship. We see the ship for like like three scenes, I think, total of the ship. And I'm kinda like, I wish I would have seen a little bit more of the ship. Like what happens in the sim? Yeah. Like uh, or, or or not even in the sim, like when mother actually goes into the ship, we see uh, her blow up the um the bridge basically the and then crew. and then her go into the uh the kid area like the daycare station and those are like really the two places that we see on the ship when we're when we're in the memories there's like there's some corridors and like a little like weird place where they put the kids which yeah. was kind of bizarre and i was like what is this random like atrium that all the kids are just like in and then they got the pods. Um, yeah, and like that was that was it was weird because I was like I would like to know a little bit more about what's going on here, which maybe is what we're going to happen because it does lead into these are not the only you know humans that are left on like that are left like mm-hmm. we see like at the, at the in the last episode it's like there's another you know ship and maybe we get to do a little bit more on that ship and hopefully I'm hoping it's not because like these guys weren't all dressed like. You know. Th- those are atheists. Were they all atheists? Yeah. Oh, when Marcus so it's goes a, to that camp, it's atheists. Oh, see, I didn't even I that didn't even register to me. I just thought they were like maybe not as devout. Exactly. That's why I thought too. I was like, oh, some other Mithraic because you don't. And that's again, the show does such a good like it like to your point. It answers a question relatively. So yeah. like, are there more humans? Yes, but not Mithraic. And you're like, oh my! It's like, but I thought Mithraic, I thought atheists didn't have an ark. They didn't have, and it's like exactly. It's like I thought all the atheists died on Earth, and like the only atheist human that is left is Cambion, and and, and that's later, the thing. The other two, the, what the show does really well too is it always asks you that question. It's like, well, why wouldn't it? So it's like, why would Marcus and Sue be the only atheists that survived from Earth? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, what are these things that look like human? Well, why wouldn't they be human? You're like, oh my God, stop. You know, like, okay, what is this, you know, monster, this thing that, you know, uh, mother's going to birth into the world. It's like, well, why wouldn't it be an alien? You're like, oh my God. Like, it it does that so well where it's like, well, you know, here it is. And like, obviously we got to talk a little bit about the ending of the, of the season with 
just the utter amount of symbol symbology sim- symbolism of like you know a sperm going into an egg landing on the tropical zone with mother and father with the snake garden of eden the episode's name is like beginning like there's think, so I, I much think, is it in the beginning or is it just the beginning i think it's in the beginning oh see beautiful that's a great way to I don't know and, why I'm checking my phone. I have it up here. And, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I hate how intelligent the show is, and it, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to be smarter than you. It's just trying to say, like, this is what I have planned out. Like, I think, um, and not to, you know, tit for tat compare sci-fi and sci-fi, but I had one of my friends tell me about how, like, oh, Tom, you're going to love Westworld because you think you're going to understand it, and then you realize how much smarter than it is. And you know, I'm like, no, nah, not really. I, I got it. I understood most of it. Um, but then this show, like, it doesn't feel like it's trying to wag its finger at you saying like, oh, you thought this, but you know, it just feels like you're on this lovely surprise game and like the human dynamics, like seeing Sue, her character develop, I thought she was going to be like the the most sticklery one, like a stick in the mud, but you realize like, oh, she just wants to survive and that mother instincts coming in and the moment between her and mother in the cave. And how you find it? Oh, it's oh, she, so of good. the humans. Sue is my favorite human. I mean, because Cambian, he's kind of. I, I, yeah. I, I there's there are times where I'm just like slap him. Just somebody slap the damn kid. He needs he needs something. Um, but people who are familiar with listening to me on Nerd On uh, are familiar that I hate kids typically in media. Because they're written, like, as if they're, like, walking, like, distractions, walking, like, they're going to go right into the hole. Like, and I liked how they did that in the first episode with, um, I forget her name, the first girl who goes missing. Um, and she goes into one of the holes, and we don't see her till way later, and we, uh, pretty much like an apparition. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, to me, that makes so much more sense that they're on a foreign planet, these androids don't really know how to take care of humans, and so six humans, yeah, six humans pass away, and then only one is left, which is Campion. But even Campion at a very young age, like, he is having to, he has no sense of social understanding other than mother and father. Yeah. So he doesn't know how to have peer relations. He doesn't know how to, like, soothe, like, other kids or himself when he's come across conflict, where other kids written in other stories. And the one that I always go back to is Kindergarten Cop. I just hated the actions that the kid, that the main kid did. I was like, why, why are you doing this? Like, didn't your mom ever teach you like not to do open doors for strangers or all that stuff? But um, Campion, I like his, I liked his rebellion. I liked how he he saw the error of his ways, and there was this sense of like, you will be the new leader of people, and he rejects it, and then he has to learn to accept it. Like, it does so much in ten episodes that I feel like a lot of shows don't do within like. Three seasons. Yeah. It's Tally. Yeah. Tally, tally, yeah. Oh. Which so, is weird because they're always constantly, like, yelling Tally whenever yeah. they see. That's another thing that, like, I, I I hate when this happens in shows where when somebody sees something, they never talk about it. Yeah. Like, true. father literally sees Tally run away, and he's like, hmm, was that Tally? And then it's like, it's like mother is like, what happened, father? And just like, um, and you're just like, just tell her that tell you her. may have seen Tally, and communication, then she see, and then she sees Tally, 
And then it's just like, what's wrong, mother? And she's like, nothing, father. And you're like, to talk to each other. <laughs> Come on. And then like Cambian sees her like 19 times. And then he's like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. And you're like, somebody mentioned that you guys have seen Tally. Like, I think Paul sees Tally. Uh, Tempest sees Tally. All these people see this this girl and nobody says a word. And I'm just like, things would be so much easier if you guys just said, like, hey, I saw a person. Let's leave. Or something. There, There is a, a running rumor that Tally, what we see after she falls into the pit, is actually the embodiment of the voice. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I also don't think for an instant... I, I, I think that Tally is... Like, the voice is the one that impregnates Mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, like, Tally leads Mother to the pod. Yeah. Where, and then, like, everything's all glitchy and everything, and she's mm-hmm. literally not moving for long periods of time. Um, And it's like, yeah, that, something has to be going on here. Like, there's something special. And, but it's weird, because, like, why does Tally want Cambion to kill himself? I... And that's the thing where it's like the voice found its way into Marcus mm-hmm. and also into Paul. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. You would think it would follow just the Mithraic people who are you know devout, but then somehow it finds mother, it finds father. And so it's like it doesn't really need necessarily like human, you know, flesh and blood to to speak to. And even the guy with the metal bucket thing. And so it's like, it's asking that question of like, is the voice, are we going to get the Mithraic uh, explanation that this this figure, this this entity, this this presence is malicious or is it benevolent or malevolent or benevolent? And so you're, you're like, I don't know. And that's the thing where it's like, who knows? Because I think it did. It saved Marcus for sure. And like at the point where us audience, we wanted Marcus to survive. We wanted him and Sue to get to Paul and just not kill mother and father and the rest of the people. But then, you know what? You can't have drama if you don't have, but then he becomes religious or like, however, then he believes he's now the new, you know, uh, king of the king of the world. So it's, it's, it's crazy to think. And like, it also like, I mean, just like this, the snake, like and how it grows. It like, it's this eel thing, but it flies like, when mother was talking about like where father was like we'll, we'll kill it we'll we'll throw it down the hole and she's like it flies and yeah. then i was like oh my god yeah it's just like oh man i i do i do like how their plan was let's go through the center of the earth and then it's just like oh we came back out and it's like it, oh yeah that may have happened i mean there I are th- lots of holes and I, I'm thinking, and I don't know if it's 100% confirmed uh, from the writer or not, but, like, what Mother gave birth to is kind of, like, a new version of, like, the serpents that they find on Kepler-22b. Yeah, because this this is going to have human blood. Uh, with android. Android mixed in with it. Mixed in with whatever. The voices. The voices. So, yeah. it's, I mean, there's probably a little bit of Blake Shelton in there. We don't know. <laughs> it's it's gonna be really interesting. Um, yeah, like that's that's like uh, there are there are two people that I felt bad for, like of of the children, because Cambian to me, I was like Cambian can take it or leave it. I don't particularly care. I'm really confused on why he has an English accent, and nobody else 
speaks in an English accent. Doesn't his father kind of has an English accent, right? Barely. Barely. Yeah. Barely. But, his, but Campion's is really hard. Yes. He's like father, and it's yeah. like yeah. Campion. Yeah. 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 It's 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 bizarre, but yeah, that that he was weird to me. But anyway, um, a great acting. But like, I felt bad for Paul, and I felt the worst for Tempest. Tempest for sure. She had to like make her way, and like she didn't want the baby. Uh, she literally got raped. It's yeah, like you don't. She gets raped in cryo sleep, and a baby is impregnated in her, and she just wants it gone. And, and, and nobody will let her get rid of this baby. Well, and it's not even just like just a rape. You know, all rape is you know fucking terrible. It's terrible. Um, and uh, but like it's PG-13, from like a high. You get the one. It's 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 yeah exactly. Uh, and it's uh, but it's from like a high priest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like oh my goodness, and she's like what like fourteen. Yeah, and so when she looks back of what religion did for her, it was take away, you know her freedom and her security and, you know, comfortability within her own skin and, you know, beyond the religious Mithraic people who are just like, it's, you know, it's a good thing, blah, blah, blah. Forget about it. Mom's the word mother. And the atheists are like, but we need to make sure that humankind survives. So you're going to keep that baby. It's like, Oh, like it's such a bad time for her. Paul, he can he can go jump off one of those cliffs. I I am going to be a Paul apologist a, apologist, apologist. Um, right now. Tell me. So here's okay, my here's me. my thing with Paul. Poor Paul. First off, his parents murdered. Um, go, okay, I'll let you tuck your case. Second, go. second, uh, Paul. He meets new parents who are actually nice to him. So he finally has parents that actually care and love him. Um, then he has mouse fun. Gets abducted from the parents. Parents finally find him, and he's happy. And then dad is kind of a little bit weird now, um, but still loves mom. So does what he can to, you know, even though he's likes Cambion, and I guess likes the other kids, and is starting to like mother and father, still wants to be with his parents. Um, so we have all of this thing that's going on. So the, the kid's got like this this weird, like, what's going on with him? Kid may be the chosen one for all we know. Who knows? There's like 17 chosen ones in this damn show. Um, sure. So then he goes and he gets led astray by the voice, which is really leading most everybody that listens to it astray. Exactly. I don't, there's not a single person really who's like Takes you, use you, tosses you. Yes. And he is now the latest victim. Um, and unfortunately finds out that the person who he loved has been lying to him this entire time killed his original parents so when he does shoot her i'm kind of like oh that's not good like i i was like the kid i i'm ready for a um paul dimption arc in season two (laughs) i want that to happen um counter me um so I grew up uh, as a kid of a child of divorce, and so having two Same. Christmases, um, having to go to different houses was normal to me. And I could imagine how it would be for other people who are like, "What do you mean your parents split up?" And what do you mean blah blah? I was like, "Yeah, that's just normal. Whatever, we get over it." For this child, Paul, most of his life has been away from his actual parents, and so he says, like you said, like his new parents. 
like the mother actually, you never talked to me. And I was like, oh my God, like these are terrible people. Um, but then you got these atheists who are like, we have to protect this child. Like they have that compassion in that heart. And they do, they do again, also spend 22 years with him. Exactly. So they spent more time with him than anything else. So it's just like, to me, I'm kind of like, yeah, it might be a lie, but also that those are your parents. Like they raised you, you built a relationship with them. So it didn't matter how they look like. They could have looked like, you know, the original actors that played them. Um, and it shouldn't make a difference because the emotion and feeling and development actually happened. Um, for me, that's just how I look at it. Um, and then also like when he's with the rest of the surviving children at the, at the wolves, wolf den, um, he's just a conniving little punk. He's like, take the eyeball and do this thing. I'm like, oh, hell because heck. his father told him to take the eyeball. The father well, that he now loves, who has done a complete 180 in personality and cares about him, that he spent 22 years with. But he also started like sowing seeds of doubt within Campion. Like, and it's just like he plays a little well, bit he's of that just part. A, of, he's just a good Mithraic child. He's spreading which, the seeds and and trying to convert more people. He's he's really the first. On this new planet, Mithraic missionary. Exactly, and, and that's the thing where it's like I find like that's the irritating thing of what you know religion plays out in media, where it's just like, you know, it's it's kind of like you know you never have to ask a vegan if they're vegan because they'll tell you anyways. That whole like, okay, I get it, you're Mithraic, just, just take off your necklace, you're in here, no one's coming to save you, and like mother and father are like, yo, we just trying to help you out, and we're trying to teach you science and we're trying to teach you how to defend yourself like what's Saul gonna do it's like ain't gonna do nothing for y'all but it does something for Paul um and and he he does learn how to defend himself he makes a dope a dope trap and then the one kid that he was like hey let's be friends then punches him because he makes a cool trap to fight to kill the the things for food that was like I was like so that's why I was kind of like I feel bad for Paul just because there are instances for him mm-hmm. where you can empathize. Yeah, yeah. You, the, exactly. That's what I was doing. Cause like I was trying to f- pick a human character in this group that was with <laughs> the androids that I cared about. Um, and it was Temp like it was originally Tempest, but then she's like disappears for half the time. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's, they like keep her in a hole, like keep her away from all the other kids. So she doesn't do anything with anybody else. So I was like, well, it's gotta be Paul now. So I tried to go with Paul because I just couldn't with Campion. Um, I'm, I, I, I tried and I was like, I can't eat this kid. I, I like Campion because I feel like he's a little, like I think I, I related to that. So there's a little bit of roasting and glasses for sure of like, here's a new kid. He's got bright blonde hair. It's a little bit more quaffed. My shit's all greasy. And it's like, he's better. He's a little smarter. He's able to find things. I want to be his friend. But somehow he keeps getting the affection of other people that I I want. And I'm like, I feel like my parents told me I was the chosen one. But all of a sudden, like, he hears the voice and he hear, he has the cool toy of Mouse. And also, like, someone talks to him. And then Campion's just like, I thought I was special. <laughs> and then apparently he's not. And I think that's, the again, the very human lesson to learn is, like, everyone is, quote, unquote, special in their own way. Um, but, like... There, there was that sense like I really kind of almost loved the idea of like what if Campion became the really religious one and Paul's the one that loses his religion. I that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm kind of hoping <sighs> for Paul in the second season to during his um 
what did I call it? Paul Dempsey. Paul Dempsey. Uh, during the Paul Dempsey, <laughs> I want him to like be like, you know what? Wait a sec. You're supposed to be soul, but you've steered me away from everything. I'm gonna go back to uh, my mom, and you know that that's what happens. So maybe we get new little atheist Paul, and then Cambian. I don't know. the The kids are being weird. Who knows what's gonna happen there? <laughs> I mean, for me, I think we'll get a Campianessance. Mm-hmm, I could do that. Too. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking when we talked about when I said when I said Mithraic missionary, I was like Mithraicionary. Um, <laughs> um, but I feel like Campion is a little, you know, he's a little JC. He's a little Jesus Christ, a little John Constantine, you know, where um, he's got to have a moment where he's going to start thinking like in his older adolescence, I guess, where he's like a teenager and starts having funny feelings about, you know, bodily fluids uh, to start thinking like maybe religion isn't the bad way because we can like belief gives you a little bit of a strength you know you could fight a little bit harder when you believe in something that's not really tangible um and you know i think there is a really wonderful dance that they can play between paul and campion of like they both are trying to find what saul is to them and what it, it means to be just human and not and have your own freedoms um like there was a moment that i was really kind of hoping like when um the mother of Paul was talking to him and saying, like, those aren't voices. You know, that's just your dad. You know, he mm-hmm. you know, said all these things and those aren't real. And he kind of like, he says, yes. And I was like, oh. But then he comes out of nowhere and like, he knows everything. The, the, the voice told him, like, you're not my real mom. I read these, like, metal tarot, tarot cards. I'm like, excuse me. Like, and that was, I was like, what is, how? And it's it's such a good, like, okay, well, he knows. And so it, it kind of doesn't matter how he knows, but he knows and this is what he's done because he knows. And I, uh, it's, I think it's this. Yeah. I think it would be long, like end game to where, uh, I think it would be really interesting. Like mother is trying to raise these children as atheists. And then, uh, Campion, I don't know, creates Campolithism or something. And <laughs> he becomes this new, you know, religious leader, um, and then Paul is now t- is now an atheist. And so you basically have like because, I mean, it's just how humans are. We're going to go full circle on it. Mm-hmm. So we just go full circle on this new planet in the exact same way. But it's just everything was switched just enough because it's like a Cain and Abel situation. Because exactly, um, yeah. Campion is basically Cain and uh, Abel Paul. is Paul. So or Paul is Abel. Um or you know, Paul is able. Or, or maybe, is able or to maybe you have two, you know, different religions. You have uh, Campolithism, and then Macartheism. Uh, I was thinking uh, <laughs> Polistantism. Uh, okay, I that don't works. know. I've I've tried to do something there. Um, it's just fun. I love I've loved these puns now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think you know we could do some cool stuff with that. I, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do season two. I'm glad that it is getting a season two. Oh, I'm yeah. glad that it's not I, a one-on-done like half the Netflix shows nowadays. Yeah, which is quite sad if you think about it. Like for me, I think they're the quantity is kind of nice. It does make you know competition a little harder, but like people are wanting more original new stuff, and you know, who are we to say no more? But there's two things I want to make sure we talk about is yo, dad could eat or father can eat stuff and be like radioactive, not radioactive, has sustenance, nutrient. I was like, oh my god, that's it's I, I like, know, the, the, it, what was that video game with the Android that was on PlayStation? 
there's a lot of them. Uh, he's he's an android though, and uh, it had all the people in it. Mega Man. No. <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Detroit. Ryan. Detroit. Oh, okay. So yeah, because you know how you know the dude Connor, I think is his name. Like he'll like touch things and he'll like put him to his mouth. Oh yeah, and he'll yeah, be yeah. like, he could sense "Oh, it. this is a blah 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 blah," um, which is not sanitary. But uh, he would he would do stuff like that. So I when he when he did that, I was like, "There there should be zero reason why an android would not have you know sensors in his tongue area to you know simulate the human experience um, in order to test things like that." Uh, I thought that was really cool. Like, I, I do like that. Um, it was one of my favorite parts uh, whenever they do. Because, like, we don't really get a lot with Father, like, mm-hmm. Android-wise. We get a lot yeah. with Mother because she T-poses and she's a Banshee. No, what, it's Baller. What is, is it a Banshee or do they call her something? Necromancer. Necromancer. Um, yeah. She's a Necromancer and it's really cool. But with Father, he's just like, yeah, I'm like your base model. Base model Android. He, and I'm just like... what? Uh, the show, uh, the creator Aaron Guzikowski said he wanted Father to feel like he's that old school Ford model, where like it's really strong, but it's not like the, with all the flashy like a Tesla, where that's what Mother is, yeah. where she's got all the cool doodads. Um, but he's like, and you see him like when he takes back the den and he's like fighting off the myth rig. I'm like, go Father, go! Uh, he's definitely built Ford tough. I mean, he is like mowing people down and like getting shot like fifty times. Uh, and then, I mean, with Mother, you know, you take her, you know, key away, and she, like she's like, I can't work no more. I have to be regular mom. I have to. I can't. Which, I can't go T pose no more. Which I mean is, I think, is like the Superman conundrum, right? Where it's like, what do you do when you take the most powerful character and you introduce them in the first episode that they're literally indestructible? Like you can't shoot them; they will literally deflect bullets off of them. And you take away their ability, like, oh. Now we're gonna really see what you're made of, and like how she, you know, she gets she gets beat up a lot, <laughs> and I just feel bad at the point where it's like, oh, I feel like this is this is kind of like torturous, and like all these guys are misogynist. I hate them, <laughs> but you know they don't see mother as a woman in person; they see her as a necromancer weapon. You know, I'd so. be interested in watching how they got them into those suits. Oh, they paint them on. Are they? Because I mean, like, because like, yeah. there's literally no like seam. Uh, yeah, there's no seams. There's nothing anywhere, and I'm just kind of like, how are you in that? Like, I was, I'm very into, like, I'm ready for like the Blu-ray to come out so I can buy that, yeah. and hopefully that's like an extra, like how we got them in, like how we, you know, did the suits for these. Um, but oh, dude, if I had money, like Halloween this year, or if you know, if that was a thing this year. Yeah. Uh, that anyone cared about. Like, dude, dressing up as one of those Mithraic guys in the dope armor and everything, be looking dope. Like, fly. Like, I, I got hockey pads and stuff on, a cape. <laughs> it looks super cool. See, I would want to be one of the androids. That's, that's, it's so, like, that's a lot uh, of spray paint. I, I'm, I'm willing. <laughs> My body is willing. I, I went Twitter, the, the uh, Raised by Wolves Twitter was doing this, like, giveaway for, like, a, a Praise Soul shirt. And I was like, you got, like, a Praise Father shirt? Or just, like, you got a Father Must Survive at all costs? Because in the beginning of the, fr- with the pilot, when Mother, like, de- decommissions him, I was like, oh, I was so, like, no, yeah. no. I, I was like, 
like I get it's kind of like one of those things that you do in a pilot where you kind of like just toss the world into disarray so that like the rest of the season is just drama. But then when they brought him back, it was like most relieving thing. And then when he went to commission again, I was like, oh God. But then with the little braille finger, yeah, like, you know, thing. <sighs> that was the only time I don't remember that kid's name when I was like, I hated him. you're not that bad. Like when I he was like, him. oh, I can figure things out. He's communicating. And then he fixed his father. And I'm like, cool. Nah, I don't care about you anymore. Then he, cause like it, he would be, uh, he'd be this like, oh, pray soul. We got to get out of here to, oh man, I should help father. And then after that, it was like, oh, back to soul. And I'm like, kid, make up your mind. Uh, yeah, that, that kid, uh, Hunter, um, who I, I hated his like, cause he's, he's literally like I hated a his man's hair too. I hate that like weird, stupid mullet that they all wear. It's just terrible. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like what I think uh, was it was it Manson or was it uh, there was another there's a cult leader I forget but everyone would have a certain hairstyle and you know like you were talking about with myth racism like it's a little bit like a cult so like yeah you know guys all have mullets even the the women the have women mullets. have mullets and it uh, works on you, Sue everybody else I'm kind of yes. like nah get rid of yeah she she looks like a baller yeah and um. But no, I hated that kid. Like he, like because he was like, "I'm the most intelligent one here," and I was like, "Oh, I, oh like, father, do something." He's like, "I'm the most intelligent one here." It's like, he's an android. Like <laughs> he's, he's literally an android. I was like, he's going to know. And then I remember he starts going after him with all like the like calculations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I kind of want to, you know, make sure we round this out with uh, talking about what do you think is going to happen for season two, or what do you want the most to happen? Uh, man. I would like Marcus to die. Because, like, I was with him for so long, and then that change happened, and now I'm just kind of like, every time, like, when he got attacked by the, the what, the twins? The shadow self? And then the uh, the other guy uh, at the end. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And, like, they push him down, like, the hill of sand, and, like, the dude puts whatever it was Mother- in his mouth. Oh, it's Mother's Eye. Oh, it was Mother's Eye. And then he, like, blood foams. Starts... Yeah. Um. I was like, okay. Uh. I I thought that he was gonna die there, and I was like, good. Bye. And that would leave you know us something more. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's a good villain. That's why I want him dead. That's why he's a good villain. Like if if I want a character dead, that's because they're good at what they do, and I like his character. That's why I want him to die. Um. I I'm thinking he's probably gonna do something crazy and like take over the they'll probably like i wouldn't be surprised if they go back to the original actor for marcus oh be like no i'm not really i did this in order to infiltrate and they take the stupid thing off and then it's back to him i think that would be kind of cool like a weird doctor who situation um because then nobody would know who it is except for sue everybody else would be like oh it's somebody else or one of the atheists that he meets is actually a Mithraic and took his old face. Face <laughs> off. <laughs> Sorry. I had to. Oh, man. It would be interesting. Um... <laughs> because it just reminds me of, like, how that moment where he truly becomes, like, a devout Mithraic when he has a fight against himself. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that fight choreography. And it's, like, the physical... Uh, interpretation of like two selves are battling it out and one will like come out on, on, as the victor. Like, I think there's a little bit more to do with his duality. Yeah. 
um, even though that he's you know completely quote unquote over the edge. And I'm excited to see like what is what. He ate Mother's Eye. What does that mean? Does he have powers now? Is he is the voice going to come back to him? And I feel like there's a little bit of that. The voice will be a little Deus Ex Machina for him, where he's going to be in something he should not get away with, and then he's going to get away with it somehow because the voice. Somehow it would be it. interesting if he starts seeing uh, Campion, like like the first, first Campion, Campion or the kid. Ooh, yeah. that would be interesting. And, 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 and I think that also talks a little bit of what we were talking about with the the Paul Demption and the Camp Camp Paulicism of like the original Campion was a Mithraic and then he later on became an atheist and then decided to create this like mission to save humanity, which I think is really cool where you have like, which I think is something that, again, I think that's what they were trying to do with the la- the, the sequel series of Star Wars of like with Finn of like, you came from the First Order and now you will lead a rebellion where it's like, you come from the thing that you realize you must overthrow. Um, so... I mean, uh, but uh, going off of the Star Wars thing, I, I think it would be interesting to kill uh, Marcus like they should have killed Finn um, to give his, like, death an actual purpose. Like, he was going to do a thing in that second movie, and then they were like, he's going to have a purpose for it, and then that was taken away. And then in the last movie, he was just kind of there. Happened. Like, yeah. th- that, that was my, sorry, uh, Star Wars tangents real quick. That's that's my biggest problem with Finn is like it felt like the only reason that he was in those movies was to get BB-8 to Ray, and then get Ray to the first uh, Ray to he the was like C three PO yeah like that's basically all he's there for because after that he does something stupid uh, they he and uh, oh what's her face uh, uh, Rose Tico yeah Rose they go on a mission that does absolutely nothing the entire movie. They set out to do this one thing, and then and they don't do it. Nothing ever happens with it. Like uh, it completely fails, and they literally end up with right back where they started. Um, and so I was like, "Well, that's kind of pointless." And then that last movie, they are just like not like there half the time, and it's I don't know. It's really it bizarre. was a lot of fan service and not a lot of story service. Yeah. Um. So I, I hope they do something different with him. Um, I would like to see. That being said, with with uh, Marcus's death, if he's a you know truly mythic, maybe he converts the rest of the atheists to see. That's like, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he uh, can he can bring them. So even if Marcus dies, there uh, are more mythic out there instead of just like what like seven people left. And that being said, there we didn't see what happened with the rest of the Mithraic. They could be like we're the true soul believers, and then like there's now this sect that's devoted to Marcus. Ooh, that would be interesting. And because then you have interreligious, you know, battles and stuff like that. And then we get further and further, probably getting to close to the atheism. Who knows? It's like the conversation, the conversations that the sh- the show can have are like just boundless because they just opened it so well. And mm-hmm. um, something that I I want I want. Mother to somehow get powers back. I don't know how. I it's she's gonna have to kill Marcus to get those powers back, unless the atheists also have another mother. That would be interesting if they have their own mother. And then Marcus sends Mama after mother. What if it's called daughter? Oh my gosh, that'd be super cool. And I I want to see what's happening with the snake because. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but in the last episode, Paul sees like the cave drawings mm-hmm. 
and the snake starts moving. Yeah. Um, but you see that. But again, I think a, that was the voice, you know, yes, messing with poor Paul as he burns metal. But anyway. Yeah, which allows him to see what the reality is, which is like there is a mysticism within the science, which I'm like, oh my God, how are they how are they doing this? Um, which I love because uh, the the writer was talking about how like you know, the, the age-old, you know, analogy of, like, magic is just technology we can't explain. If we brought a cell phone back, you know, 300 years, they'd be like, it's magic. Um, they wouldn't understand it. So it's like burning metal and turning it into a, a message is a technology that we just don't understand. Yeah. And I, I, I like that understanding. Um, but, like, you see in the cave drawing, there is a version of, like, the lander that mother and father came in with six little dots possibly representing the children going towards earth and it's like this idea like maybe they go back to earth yeah that's that's why it, well i mean I, I that's why i'm kind of thinking everything's a circle good circle exactly so and it's then, like and then, they're yeah. going to destroy this planet mm. and then they have to go to another planet and so it's just one big circle after circle after circle and, just like and, the and snake that, yeah and or Boris, baby. Um, and and it's I think that idea is definitely supported with the devolving humans, mm-hmm. which was super cool because you saw that they were Neanderthal and they were originated from the planet, which I was just like, one of my absolute favorite lines, and I don't know if you have one, so I, I don't I hate to put you on the spot if unless you do. Oh, no, but I don't my fit other than one my favorite <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line I think of the show is when father says to mother, is like there is a history of this plant we are deeply ignorant of, or I feel, I fear we are deeply ignorant of. And I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, and that's the thing where I think a lot of, it's kind of like that same fear that I think I Am Legend try to have, but since I Am Legend's a little bit more actiony and not so scary, that most horror films try to do of like, you're not alone on this planet. Mm-hmm. Like, you just thought you were alone, and then after this art crash, now you're starting to see these creatures, maybe... The environment changed, and now these creatures are coming towards you for some reason. Maybe something's happening in the tropical zone, and now like climate change. You know, the twelve years that though that the androids and camping and the rest of the people were on this planet affected just this like butterfly affected the the environment in such a way where now these devolved things are coming, and you know we don't know where these worms are, we don't know where these holes came from, but now act. It's kind of like actually how I think Game of Thrones the book opens. And it opens with like a scene with the White Walker, and the White Walker. It's actually after the fact that Daenerys' eggs hatch is because it released magic back into the world, and so like there, ah, there's. I, I'm over the moon about this show, and I just I'm excited for anything that kind of happens with it yeah. at this point. So I, I see on like the the HBO website there's a comic, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is that good? Should I read that comic? I think I may oh. just because. Oh, it looks oh, for cool. sure. Then you got to listen to the podcast, though. I too. do need to listen to the podcast, yeah. Um, it's it's cool because they bring in, like, planetologists who talk really? about— Really? So it's like, not just them just chatting about the episode? The sh- the creator, really, Scott, never makes an appearance. Sorry, sorry spoilers. Uh, but, uh, it's okay. Yeah, you they can bring spoil in, like, a podcast. <laughs> they bring in someone who works with AI, someone who works with planetology, someone who works with religion, someone who understands the politics of weapons of mass destruction. So it's it's very interesting. They they just talk about concepts that the show brings up, and then bring in experts to talk about those things. That's cool. It's pretty fun. Uh, oh, um, uh, I forgot. Let's kind of go through the uh, the the cast real okay. quick. 
Um, just because, I mean, everybody did a phenomenal job, and I'm going to oh. butcher names here. I apologize. Um, we have Amanda Collin as mother, mm. um, Abukar Salim as father, uh, Travis Fimmel as Marcus. Uh, this one's hard. Uh, Niam Algar? Is that how one would say it? Niam? I, I think like Nail, Nile, Nail Haran, but Nile Haran. Yeah, I can see that. Um, as Sue. Uh, I like Winta McGrath. I think that's a pretty dope name. Winta as Cambian. Uh, Felix Jameson as Paul. And then uh, Jordan Lorem as Tempest. Everybody else I could care less about. Um, Dang, they <laughs> did a good job. No, yeah, Ethan they, they did a good job. But I mean, character-wise, they don't really do anything. Like, of everybody, like, Tempest has, you know, story elements that are unique to her. Uh, Paul does, Cambian does, Sue, Marcus, mother, father. Really, nobody else really has anything. I will say, uh, I did like Mr. Cosmo Jarvis, who played uh, Campion Sturgis, the original Campion. Oh, yes. Um, When he has to send mother away, and she says, I feel like everything's terrible. and, And I feel, and he's like, oh, that's sadness. I'm sorry for that. And I was like, Oh, like it's like I apologize for giving you the ability to feel yeah. sadness that you will never see me again. And it's like, holy crap. Like ugh, they do such a good job. Like the just everything in this show, like the the story elements are on point. Um visuals look great, the acting is great, the score is freaking awesome. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I did not skip the opening ever. Oh, dude, well, I don't know why you would. Like it's, no. it's kind of long as openings go. I mean, especially mm-hmm. for stuff nowadays, it's what like forty five seconds. It's not short, um, yeah. but it was just like, oh man, yeah, that's it's good. But then, like, it's it's so it's kind of like, and that's the thing. One thing I really loved about the mother character, like, I felt like, oh my gosh, she's so scary. But like the first half hour of the pilot, you just feel so like she's willing to do anything for her for her cubs, mm-hmm. and I felt so like comforted to see that character and then seeing the opening has just felt that same kind of like there's a motherly nurturing feel while you're seeing nuclear bombs go off yeah in the opening and so it's just like oh there's it's a good conflicting feeling of like this is how the world kind of ends and what happens when we kind of break open this door of like new ideas of religion and and artificial intelligence and faster than light travel these kind of things it's like whoa where do we go from here um, that I thought the opening song in some way complements the visuals that you see. Definitely. And it, yeah. Um, that's that's by Ben Ben Frost. And I've been listening to that theme song every once in a while just to be like, oh, I need it. Like, that's the one thing I love about good TV shows. The feeling, the sad, one sad feeling is you'll never watch it for the first time again. Yeah. And uh, this show is in spades. Uh. Um, what else do we need to cover before we uh, wrap this up, baby? I think we've pretty much covered everything. I mean, like, we both like the show. Uh, yes. We both talked the things that we, or people, that we didn't really like in the show. Because <laughs> other than that, I mean, we didn't really talk about things like elements of the show that we didn't like. Because I don't think there's a lot. I mean, I'll, I'll say this for people who may be getting into sci-fi for the first time or, like, maybe un- unsure, like, what the show is. Like, if you're looking for something that's going to, like, kind of say, like, because this happened, uh, this is the cause and effect of it, it's a little bit more um, – tr- 
trying to have an, a discussion with you. I won't even go as far to say an intellectual dis- discussion, but asking you questions that I think you have a lot more fun living in. Yeah. Um, versus knowing like, okay, well then what? You know, like what happens if robots teach kids how to live? It's like, well, this is how it would be. Or it's like, what if, you know, the most nurturing, caring, you know, thing on this planet is also the most powerful, destructive thing, which was reprogrammed for for good, but also has the ability to be evil. But what, what would you do if these artificial intelligence started actually working better and they could start feeling like that turmoil that father has is like, I want to take care of the kids, but being with mother makes me angry, mm-hmm. and that impedes on my ability to hang out to to, to, to take to care of the kids. The kids. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my, God. it's just, oh, I was like, oh, and and again, what I was talking about earlier in the non-spoilery of it's just the power dynamic of the father feeling displaced that he cannot provide as well as mother can, which I think is a universal concept. But even then, how she says, I met with Campion, our our creator, and he downloaded files into my system. And he was like, was like you had intercourse. And she was like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and he's just like, even an android could feel betrayed. And it's that, I, this thing that I love about android or artificial intelligence done really well is they show more human insight than the humans do. Mm-hmm. It's always like The Walking Dead. It's like, oh, the zombies aren't afraid. It's like, you should be afraid of the humans, where it's like, the androids are the ones that you should be like really seeing. Like they're having to discover what these feelings are for the first time. Yeah, like and, uh, most of them are more human than half of the humans on the show. Um, yeah. And it kind of shows because like they do kind of raise Cambion as a android wolf. almost. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they do raise him as wolf. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I was wonder. I was waiting for somebody to say something about wolves. Like, well, no, in, you saw in the first episode. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, like, I was, I was waiting for somebody, you know, to be like, oh, "We wolves," you know, like you get it like one time, and that's it. And I was just like, and it, it, it's funny because I think I remember. But then in they, the then trailer, they do mention Romulus, and I was like, "Oh, that is a wolf." Oh, he is. I forget. So he's, it's like, he's, who's he's, raised by wolves? Is it Cambian that is raised by wolves, or is it Paul who are raised by wolves in sheep's clothing? Or is it the human race that is being raised by a Kepler twenty two B? Yeah, never mind. Forget it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't care about. <laughs> I don't care about the humans. Yeah, it's like but, uh, which, which wolves or who's being raised by what? I, I mean, and and also the thing. I don't know if I, I missed it, but I I didn't see it in the show. But I remember waiting for this line to happen in the series um, that happened in the in the in the teaser where. You have mothers like, let me tell you about the story about the three little pigs. And then you hear Marcus's line in the teaser say, like, you know, that wolf she tells you about, she's the wolf. And I don't think that line happened in the show. Yeah, no, I don't think they I don't think they do that. Because she tells, Which I she was tells waiting the for. story about the three little pigs. But, yeah, I don't think she, like, I don't remember. I should rewatch it again. Yeah. I would. I actually don't mind rewatching. That's how much I love the show. But, like. There is that. I remember when she was telling that story, and she she blew. And you're like, that's how she killed people. That's really scary. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. I mean, I I I could talk days for this show, but I won't. I won't torture our listeners for that. Um, Tom, thanks for coming on. This was uh, this was super fun. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh no worries. Uh, where can everybody find you, social media wise? They could find me personally if they look up anything that says tall, dark. Not ugly. Uh, that's on every social media. But if you want to listen to Nerd On the podcast, I recommend 
uh, just look up Nerd on TV, and that's you can find that on all social medias except Tinder. I guess it's not technically a social For, media. MySpace, you guys well, have a MySpace? Well, Bumble, because you actually you could you could do business. Oh, swipes, you can do business apparently. on Bumble. Apparently, that's a what? thing. What? Uh, Guys, look out for the WhatsApp fandom uh, Bumble. <laughs> Swiping through for guests. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nerd on TV on everything. And I think that's also the same on Twitch now too. So. Nice. And we'll put you know, links and everything down there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. Find the podcast on Instagram at WhatsApp Fandom. On Twitter at WhatsApp Fandom PC for podcast. All episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. Um, we've got the, the YouTube up now. The YouTubes. We're on the YouTubes now. Uh, thanks to uh, other Josh for um, uh, he- helping us up with the YouTube stuff. Uh, he's been super great with the editing. Uh, thanks to 1 out of 10 for the intro and outro music. Uh, check them out on Spotify, also in the link. And check out Raised by Wolves, also in the... Everything is in the show notes. We just put everything in there. You don't even have to listen to the episode. Just Everything's just all in the show notes. Uh, all the links that you could possibly want. Uh, but Tom, dude, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's do this again sometime with uh, maybe you do Utopia. Who knows? But yeah. unless you have you have more you have cooler guests, I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> never have any cool guests. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for What's a Fandom, I'm Josh. Bye, everybody. Wasn't that wonderful boys and girls and kids and adults and everyone in between and outside of those uh, parameters? I don't know. I, I I kept trying to do a Josh thing and it just didn't work out. Uh, Josh, he, he, he's listening to this and uh, I'm I'm sorry for that. I, I, I feel like I've betrayed your trust by making fun of you when you're not even on the episode. But everyone, um, yeah, I feel like we could have went on and on talking about the show and went each episode by episode. I hope it wasn't so over everyone's heads and we were going so far into the theory and it's a little bit of a different episode uh, than what we normally do with like the production, the brief synopsis and all that stuff. Um, it was just a chance for us to get our, you know, our nerd on, you know, and uh, it was really hard for me to not cuss. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but, you know, we're we're doing this cool kind of collaboration thing where uh, the, uh, Josh will do his parts of the show and then I'll do uh, the nerd on part of the show. So it, it was a fun collaboration. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, that was the the show. That's all we got. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's fun to do this outside of the normal recording session. So if you want more episodes like this, let us know. Um, it doesn't have to be with me as the host. I know I can get quite uh, uh, overwhelming. Uh, if you want shows specifically with other hosts, that's like, oh, you know, maybe they do something about this. Let us know. Contact us. You know, don't be afraid to put your voice out there. That's what we did. That was why we made the podcast was we we're putting our voices out there and people listened and people heard and people liked it. Um, and so, you know, if you want a specific episode of a show or something that we're covering here, um, you know, we at the time of this recording, Mandalorian is upon us. So we might be in the midst of recording that uh, by the time you listen to this. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of the wonderful thing about Nerd On is that it's always a growing thing. Um, and uh, just like Raised by Wolves, I can't wait to see where we go with it. Um, so I hope everyone enjoyed. Um, I hope everyone is taking care of each other. Um, what I want to do is make sure that we talk about uh, the Patreon, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon, nerdon.tv backslash Discord to join our Discord community. It's growing all the time. Um, but also nerdon.tv, just see everything. It's got the links to our Discord, to our Patreon, to our uh, YouTube channels, to our Twitch, um, to the podcast, to our other podcasts, um, family, which is the Cape Crusaders. Um, 
And uh, I, I want everyone, you know, to uh, hopefully, if this hasn't inspired you to watch Raised by Wolves yet, um, but if it did, if you already have watched it, then, you know, we did a good job talking about some of the things that you might have liked. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, I hope everyone enjoys that show or enjoyed this show as much as I enjoyed me. And uh, I, I hope everyone's doing well, taking care of each other. Um, feel free, please, to contact for, uh, you know, any information more of future episodes that we're going to be doing. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of proudly on. I just want to wish people uh, the best, really. That's kind of what it is. So uh, without further ado, uh, you know the drill. As always, nerd up. Ending broadcast.